You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the programme we meet Kylie Woodham from Magner's Farm in Fettered, County Tipperary to find out about her food business and my very own Hannah Noonan is going to tell us all about Food Dudes, an award-winning curriculum-linked evidence-based healthy eating programme which she enjoyed last week at her school, Skoll Yosef in Newcastle West, County Limerick. But before all of that... Let me tell you how to get in touch with the best possible taste. You can email me s.noonan at live.ie or tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. And I'm on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So one food that's very on trend at the moment is bone broth. Last year, Magner's Farm introduced theirs to the market. And last week, I met Kylie to find out all about it and about the farm. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kylie, tell me a bit about Magner's Farm. Well, we're a 20-acre farm in the heart of Tipperary, near Feathered, and we have been farming for the last two years. Um, at the moment, we produce pasture-range eggs um, from our mix of heritage breed hens, and we've also been producing a chicken bone broth, which is also produced from pasture-range chickens that we grow on our own farm. You're a very new company. You only started up last year. What brought you into this line of business? So my background originally is farming. I grew up on a farm in Australia and latterly I went to Sydney University and studied a Bachelor of Business in Agricultural Commerce. Um, I'd been working in advertising for about 15 years and I really wanted a more natural way of life for our children and um, to raise them on a farm Um, and it really had to be commercially viable for us. So we have to rewind there to Billy and yourself, Billy's your husband. How did you meet Billy? Billy and I met in uh, Feathered and I was over on a six-month working holiday visa and Billy was working for Coolmore Stud. Uh, I was very lucky to get a job with Coolmore in their advertising department and met Billy and six months later we were engaged and the following year we were married and we now have four children, Matilda, Tig, Imogen and Finn, who are very much part of our business as well. And what age are they? Matilda is 17, Tig is 14, Imogen is 13 and Finton is 10. So um, an extra four pairs of hands there there always comes in in handy whenever it comes to a small business. That's right. Sometimes they aren't the most enthusiastic, but they actually have some fabulous ideas about the business and they're very hands-on and it's great to actually have them working alongside us. Now you mentioned yourself that you grew up on a farm. Did Billy come from a farm? Billy's family came from Clonmel and their business was um, um, cider business, uh, Magna's uh, Magna's Cider um, was his grandfather. So although he'd worked with Coolmore Stud for approximately 35 years, he didn't have any farming background himself. 
So tell me then how somebody goes from working in Coolmore Studge to going to Australia and then back to Ireland and you bought a farm at some stage in between. So when Tyg was born, we bought our farm. Uh, we were very lucky that we had a house offered to us through our employment with Coolmore, so we didn't actually ever live on the farm. Um, once we returned to Australia for seven years, um, the two of us were both working for Coolmore and da- uh, Billy's dad passed away and we moved back to Ireland again. And it had always been my wish that we could raise our children on a farm. So we made the decision to come back to my glass and live on the farm and hopefully get everybody involved in the business and eggs seems a really great way Um, there's very little danger involved the chickens are incredibly inquisitive and funny personalities so the children love working with them and realistically the children can get involved in just about every aspect of the business from physically managing collecting eggs feeding watering packing and marketing You do a lot of reading up on the business because it's not that somebody has been there showing you the ropes, it's something that you've educated yourself in. Yeah, that's right. We do a lot of online um, investigation and research. Um, Our methods are probably slightly old-fashioned or more traditional in that our hens are free to roam across the paddocks, across the pasture. We move them every day like you would with dairy cattle, so they've always got fresh grass and... We think that's really important to the quality and the nutrition of the eggs and again with the chickens that we raise on the grass it's really important for them to have movement and to have a varied diet. So all around the world there are lots of other people who are doing what we're doing and we're using them I guess as our template and it's really based on regenerative agriculture, regenerative farming, trying to improve the land as you go. You say that there's lots of other people around the world doing what you're doing, but in Ireland there aren't so many, if any, doing it. Oh, I think there are definitely people in Ireland who have that regenerative agriculture in mind and who are working towards improving the soil that they're using. And I think in other countries like America, Australia, that they have really um, developed very good systems for that. So it's very good to have those online and be able to follow their ideas. So the eggs was the first product that you did then some people started asking you for the chickens. Tell me about the first time that you actually cooked one of your chickens. So the chicken that we raised the first batch um, was processed at 18 weeks and it was an incredibly different product to what we were used to buying in the supermarket. The texture of the chicken was a lot firmer. There was no water coming out of the chicken when we were cooking it. The bones were a lot denser, a lot harder. And we noticed a gelatin forming under the chicken almost immediately as it began to cool. And that really raised the idea for us of the chicken bone broth. The fact that the quality of the bones were so much better and nutritionally dense that if you were to take those nutrients out, it was sure to improve the product of the bone broth. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't aware of uh, like chicken and the different types of chicken can produce different flavour and obviously with quality you get what you pay for. I think some people are shocked at the cost of what it actually is to raise a chicken 
from a fluffy chick through to a fully grown bird at 16 to 18 weeks. There's a lot of work that goes into moving them across the paddock and there is a lot of different feed that they, um, that they would use as opposed to being produced and eaten within five weeks of hatching. So the, the cost is expensive, but you also end up with a nutritionally dense chicken that has a lot more meat on it, which lasts a lot longer. A family of us of six would eat, say, a medium-sized bird, around 1.6 kilograms for one meal. And then we would always have leftovers for sandwiches the next day. So there's a lot more eating in them also. And then you obviously use the, the carcass to make broth for yourself. That's right, yeah. So if you're spending that sort of money and you know the quality of that bird has uh, is very high you don't want to waste any of it so you're using every last morsel of it and if you consider that you maybe ate one of those chickens a week instead of having chicken three or four times a week you're probably getting two or three meals out of it by the time you have a roast chicken and then you might have um, sandwiches the next day and then you've got a lovely chicken bone broth for soups or putting into another stew or casserole. And the making of the soup, like that's that's something that your mother would have been doing from you were an early, very young age. And whenever you went back to her and said you were starting a business in this field, she found it highly amusing, I believe. She did. My mum uh, would have been a very traditional farming person and ate, you know, traditional food. She thought it was interesting or funny that we were actually making a product that she regarded growing up as an everyday piece of equipment always sitting on top of a stove putting bones into it putting vegetable um, you know off cuts into it so that you always had a soup burning on the stove but the reality of life today is so many people are busy they're doing different things they don't see um, cooking perhaps as such a high priority as it might have been there's a lot of convenience foods that make it a lot easier for us and um, chicken bone broth has been a really traditional food in nearly all cultures for thousands of years so it's a very um, slow method of cooking and uh, very you know nutritionally dense because you're literally pulling all of those um, vitamins and minerals and collagen out of the bones and putting it into a easily drunk soup. And the ingredients that you add to it are all very unique as well like there's no added salt for example. No, that's right. We worked really hard on the actual recipe that we use in our bone broth. So not only is the chicken of a really good quality, but we use Irish organic seaweed. We use Ballyhara shiitake mushrooms. Um, we use organic carrots and onions and garlic and ginger, which are all really great for gut healing and health-wise during winter times when our bodies come under stress. And, um, yeah, so the salty flavour comes from the seaweed. The word organic has come up a lot there, and it is an organic product, although it's not certified at present. That's something that you're working on. That's right. So we've joined the Irish Organic Association, and part of that process is going through a two-year um, process where you actually farm organically and you feed organic feed to the chickens, the hens, and... Um, 
The whole time they're monitoring you and making sure that you're following their guidelines. We obviously aren't allowed to spray herbicides or pesticides on our pasture. So that's something that we were already doing and we just felt it's a really great way to connect with customers because it's instantly recognisable to be stamped by the Irish Organic Association. So in a few years you'll be officially allowed to use the word organic. You can use at the moment free range, pasture, lead, all of those sorts of words must be huge selling points. They are. I think the more we are able to tell our story to people and explain to them that we're more than free range, that we are very attuned to how the animals are managed traditionally. And um, yeah, we look forward to actually being able to put a recognisable stamp on our products at the end of it. Now let's talk about awards because you did win a very prestigious award last year. We did, we were so excited to actually be named as a finalist with um, Blasna Erin, which is the Irish Food Awards. And there were two and a half thousand entries across Ireland and we considered ourselves to be very small and very um, insignificant part of the food world. But um, to get through to the finalist stage for us was a massive um, breakthrough. And then to be down in Dingle with all of the other food producers across Ireland and see our product on the shelf was really, really exciting. And then to have our name called out as the Chef's Choice Award for 2018 was unbelievable. We were so thrilled and so excited. And I guess not only because of the award, but the people we were able to meet and the connections. And uh, it's a fabulous event for networking and meeting other producers. So it was a fabulous experience for us. Do you think that a lot of producers, they need to look at what it costs to enter certain awards and then really decide they're going to make the most of that entry fee? Because you do get a lot of bang for your buck with Blossom Erin. You really do. And you don't at any time get the feeling that they aren't trying to do anything else but promote your product. You know, I guess it's a bit of a, a luck or a lottery, not a lottery, but it's there's a luck involved when you enter your product. You obviously believe in it and you hope that other people are going to like it too. But ultimately it comes down to blind tasting. So um, you want to be confident in your product when you enter it that you might actually get through to the finalist stage and make make use of that promotion and marketing but for us it's been fantastic I would definitely definitely encourage anybody who's starting out or has an established product to enter their products in Blast and Erin it's been fabulous for us and after a very successful 2018 what are your plans for 2019 so this year we're looking at improving our facilities on the farm. We set up very basically, I built all the nesting boxes and the roosts for the chickens so we are going to streamline things a little bit and make it a bit easier for us to manage and we've an application in to increase our flock size because currently we can't keep up with the demand for our eggs. So that's very exciting. And our chicken bone broth, we have plans in for a kitchen facility to be built on the farm so that we don't have to travel. We currently use a commercial kitchen in Kilkenny. So that will mean we'll be able to produce more at home. And um, from there, we're also working on a few ideas to move the hens around the farm uh, with a bit more ease so that they're not in a stable 
constant shed where they are at the moment. So we want to utilise the whole farm and improve the whole farm. Because you do have a few other animals on the farm. You have alpacas, I believe. That's right. We have the wonderful Alan and Steve, who are our alpacas. And ultimately they were brought into the farm to protect the hens. Um, they probably ended up being more of a marketing tool than they have as protectors for the hens because everybody loves them so much and they are fabulous. Um, they are actually very protective of the hens and if anything, dogs, horses, anything comes between them and the hens, they're quite aggressive, which you wouldn't imagine by looking at their fluffy exterior. But uh, they're, they're wonderful and we often have people pulling up on the side of the road to take photos of them. <laughs> so are they out and about with the hens all the time and uh, I suppose particularly at night, is that when you, your animals would be, the flock would be at risk? Uh, although our hens are out from daybreak to night time, they have access to um, pasture and woodland to go foraging. They are locked into a shed at night time, which is um, vermin proof, we hope. So no foxes or mink hopefully can get in. So the alpaca's job is really when they're outside during the day, so that if a fox or a dog um, was to come, the alpaca would hunt it away. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your success today. It's been lovely to talk to you today in Saunas in Newcastle West. It's one of your stockists. Where else can people get the product? Uh, we've actually just gone into the Crescent in Limerick, which is very exciting for us. Um, we're delighted to be in Saunas because Rosemary's fabulous promoting us and encouraging people to use our products. Locally, we sell the bone broth from our farm in Feathered in County Tipperary. We're also available in a couple of um, shops locally in Tipperary, the Gourmet Butcher in Clonmel. And we're in Health and Harmony in Care. And we're also in, um, we're also, sorry, the Healthy House in Care. We're in Health and Harmony in Thurless, Relish and Premier Meats in Thurless as well. And for 2019, you're hoping to spread that distributorship yeah, that's right. We are hoping to um, have a few more outlets as we are able to increase our production levels and we feel we've worked really hard on our um, packaging. We're in a glass jar, um, which is recyclable, and we feel that the um, recipe, we've worked on that really hard. Uh, now it's time to start making the product and getting it out there. Fantastic. Well, as I say, congratulations again. Will you tell us your web address just in case people want to, to find out a bit more and make contact? I will. Thank you so much for having us on the interview. But um, people can read more about us on um, the web magnusfarm.com and we're also Magnus Farm on Facebook and Magnus Farm on Twitter and Magnus Farm on Instagram. Super, Kylie, lovely to meet you and best of luck for 2019. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan. And just before the break, Kylie Woodham shared the story of Magner's Farm, which produces an award-winning chicken bone broth. If you missed that and you're just tuning in now, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. 
The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website. Next up tonight, we're going to find out about Food Dudes, which is an award-winning curriculum-linked evidence-based healthy eating programme developed to encourage children to eat more fresh fruit and vegetables. It's based on repeated tastings of fresh fruit and vegetables, rewards and positive role models. And who would be better to tell us all about it than someone who has experienced it? So we're going to hear from my seven-year-old daughter, Hannah Noonan, who's in first class in Skol Yosef, and she came home last week full of peppers, talking about about food duds. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. So I got this letter home this week and it says Food Dudes Healthy Eating Program. So tell me what happened in school. So whenever it was Monday or Tuesday, we started eating lots of fruit and vegetables at school. The first day we had a banana and pepper and our prize was a sticker. On Friday, I got this really cool pencil case that says Food Dudes on it. And you have a ruler there as well? Yeah. So whenever we were tasting stuff one day, I got this cool ruler that's from 1 to 18, and it said Food Dudes on it. And for the two O's, it did a pear or a lemon, and a radish. A radish? Radish. A radish, okay. Have you tasted radishes before? No. They're quite peppery, and you like red peppers, yes. don't you? Do you and like? and I like red onions. And red onions, okay, great, okay. So these were the rewards that you got for trying things? Yeah. Was there something that Miss Mulcahy, your teacher, put up onto the whiteboard? Oh, and there's a a programme called The Food Dudes and you have to keep a lookout for general junk and keep healthy because we have to keep the life force energy working. And who's general junk? He's a bad guy who wants to keep on eating like lots of over portions of like hamburgers and really big stuff of really bad food junk food mm-hmm. is that why it's called general junk mm-hmm. is it a cartoon or is it real people or what is it's it that a, she puts on so for you? it's a cartoon and then they turn into real people people and why should you eat more fruit and vegetables because it keeps your energy up the things that you tasted last week was there anything new that you tasted there um yes baby corn and what did you think about the baby corn i actually kind of liked it it was raw but everybody thought it was disgusting i i think i was the only one who liked it and you like corn in the cob and sweet corn what does everybody in your class think about the fruit and veg that they have to taste i don't really know but the only way to get your prize is you have to try both of them but you can't just take a little nibble you it's like say i had a pepper i had to have one whole pepper not just have one bite whenever you say one whole pepper because peppers are quite big was it one whole slice of the pepper and was everybody in your class willing to do that no they thought it was spicy pepper but it wasn't really 
So you're coming into another week of it then. Do you think you'll get to taste some new things this week? Yeah. What would you really like to taste that you haven't tasted before? I'm hoping to see if there's any cherries. And for the vegetable, I don't really know. You've grown some of your own vegetables yourself up at Grandpa's, didn't you? Yeah. I grew some peas. You like them, don't you? Yeah. You're very good to eat vegetables. Thank you. If you could grow some of your own veg in addition to the peas that you grow at Grandpa's, what would you grow? I would grow some radishes and some more peas. And I might see if I can grow some corn. It's kind of in your blood, isn't it? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, because my grandpa opened Ballymena. He has a shop. Fruit shop in Brasheen, outside Ballymena. Um, yes. Great to talk to you, Hannah. And thanks for telling us about food dudes. Thank you. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan. And just before the break, Hannah Noonan, my seven-year-old daughter, who's in first class at Skoll Yosef in Newcastle West, told us about Food Dudes, an award-winning healthy eating programme developed to encourage children to eat more fruit and vegetables. And just to let you know that The Best Possible Taste is repeated on West Limerick 102 FM on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and and the podcast app, and it's also on the taste.ie website. Now, before we finish up tonight, some news for you. Congratulations to all the winners in the Irish Independent Reader Travel Awards. Winners include Nevin Maguire's McNeen House for Best Breakfast, and the Best Foodie Experience went to the iconic Ballymaloo House. And it is indeed award season. So do you have a favourite takeaway that is worthy of an award? Visit irishtakeawayawards.ie and cast your vote for your favourite chipper, street food vendor, local Chinese and wherever else you take away grub that you think is award winning. The Irish Restaurant Awards are also open at present and seeking nominations. Visit irishrestaurantawards.com for details. And let's not forget brunch, my favourite meal by all accounts. The Irish Dairy, the Complete Natural Brunch Award is one of multiple categories at the Irish Breakfast Awards, all assessed independently and nominated by Georgina Campbell's renowned team of assessors. Details are on Ireland hyphenguide.com and when you're finished casting all your votes for that you'll need a rest so how about a meditation and mindfulness break with the mindful farmer at Ballinwillen House Farm in Mitchellstown County Cork that's on this weekend and there are Pilates sessions breathing techniques meditation and mindfulness and a long table dinner featuring farmed organic venison and wild boar by award winning chef Dermot Gannon wine from Shadow Mulcahy also features visit ballinwillenhouse.com for details In new product news, Truly Yours, a sister company of Truly Irish, which produces award-winning pork products, has launched a new on-the-go grab-and-go product, which is a combination of granola and yoghurt. There's four flavour combinations and I've tried 
the raspberry one and can give it the thumbs up. So keep an eye out for those. It's a perfect breakfast or on-the-go snack solution. And finally, the events calendar is starting to fill up. In Waterford, Grow It Yourself, HQ is having a series of visiting guest chefs, including the Gastro Gaze. That's next Thursday, the 31st of January. And tickets are €45 for a four-course meal and complimentary drink. Visit giy.ie. And on the other side of the country, in Ennestymon, County Clare, Pot Duggins has a monthly Sunday sessions with visiting chefs. Paul Flynn's February event is sold out, so don't delay booking for other dates when guest chefs include Ross Lewis from Michelin Star Chapter 1 and Jess Murphy from Kai. Check out potduggins.com. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in and to my guests, Kylie Woodham and Hannah Noonan. Feel free to get in touch with your food and drink news, recipes and events. Email me s.noonan at live.ie and until next week, bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit.